Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ooh, 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 So I put my hands up, they're playing my part, and my dry skin goes away. Cream in my neck like, yeah. Using code Natch like, yeah. I got my hands up, they're playing my part. Serums make me feel okay. Yeah. It's Natch in the USA. Yeah. It's Natch in the USA. Yes, we wanted a song about America this week. Yes. Welcome to Natribute, the podcast where we are gorgeous, we know it, and we show it. We're gorgeous on the inside. We're gorgeous on the outside. We're making money moves, honey. We are confident. We are feeling good. And we are making a difference in this world. Yes, honey. I guess I should tell you who I am in case this is your first episode. Hello, thank you for joining me. My name is Jackie Johnson. I am the beauty talk shock jock, your queen of creams, your host of the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, even though I am growing out my bangs and they are further than they've been in a long time. And sometimes I feel like I'm going to bail and cut them back. Sometimes I don't. We'll see, okay? But I'm also your favorite over 30 niche influencer and your kooky Southern aunt. Welcome to Natch Butte. I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, this was TikToktober, meaning I was only having on uh, TikTok uh, guests. But guess what? I'm interrupting TikToktober because we have something very important to discuss, okay? My guest needs to share her message with everybody, and that's why she's here. My guest is the founder and executive director of Spread the Vote, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that helps people get government-issued photo IDs. If you don't know what I just said, don't worry. We'll get into it. She's also the co-host of Vote the Podcast. She's also a lawyer, an activist, and a social entrepreneur, sweetie. My guest and I have never met IRL. But I have seen her on many Zooms, many Insta-lives. I've also seen her name pop up on my fiancé's phone a lot. And that is because she is on the board of directors of his organization, OMGWTF, and Ben is also on the advisory board of her organization, Spread the Vote. So she's in the fam. When you hear this episode, it will be five days till election day. So I had to interrupt TikToktober and get some insight from my guest all about all things voting, but equally important, she is a skincare queen. So we're going to discuss skincare. I don't want to spoil it, but she does have a skincare fridge. I'm just going to spoil it so everyone is at the tip of their seat. Today on Nashville, we are spreading the vote and we are spreading the cream on this special edition. Please welcome my guest, Kat Calvin. Welcome to Nashville, Kat. I I have to say, watching you do that in person, I am in awe. Like I, all the applause gifts, uh, the Meryl Streep one, just all of them. That was oh, incredible. Everyone's rising to their feet. <laughs> People are pulling their cars over right now to get out and applaud you. Uh, you know what? If that happened, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I'll just I say know. that I've lived a life, cat. 
I've lived a lot. It's so nice to see you. Like I said, I've I've seen you a lot. I've seen your name. I've heard about you. You have a quote on the back of Ben's book. But now I find out that you are a skincare queen. And I was like, well, we have so much in common. You got to come on Natch Butte. So welcome. Thank you for being here. I know this is a crunch time for you. It is, but I'm excited. I'm a big Natch Butte fan. I actually, I mean, I've always liked Ben. But then when I found out that he was marrying you, I was like, oh, Okay, now you're okay. Like now right. you're legit. Now he earned like, a little really more street friends. cred. He's there. It's like when Obama first started running for office, and you're like, "Who's this guy?" And then you saw Michelle Obama, and you're like, "Oh, I'll vote for you." <laughs> I mean, exactly I I take that as a major compliment because I'm obsessed with Michelle Obama. Like, first of all, we're both five ten, and um, <laughs> you know, she's a stunning tall queen, and I'm named after a first lady, and so like. The fact that I have Michelle Obama as my favorite first lady, like, it's just a lot. Enough about me, Kat. Welcome to Natribute. We start every episode with the first question. And I get a lot of shit. I think I might, I think you might be the last person I give this question to. Uh-oh. Because Natribute is new. We're on a new network. I'm going to change it. So the next question I'm going to ask you is going to be the new first question. But... Mm. Everybody say goodbye to this question because this is the last time I'm going to ask it. Miss Calvin, what type of skin do you have? So I was doing my homework because I knew you answered this question. Um, and I actually had to think about it because I used to have combination skin that was like very classic, like dry T-zone, mm-hmm. very oily. But it's actually been just really like even and great lately. I'm, Hell yeah. I, mean, I am like the third sweatiest human being who ever lived. But like really, like I thought about it. I was like, you know, since I've been in my like early to mid 30s, I think my skin has just really come into its own. And so now it's just sort of like skin. I think that's beautiful. I mean, it looks great from here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that's why people don't want me to ask that because I pretty much always get the same answers. Oh, really? <laughs> but guess what? This next question is going to come in hot. You're the first Uh-oh. person to ever oh, get it, I honey. prepare. Okay, I'm ready. I decided not to send you the questions because I said, cat can handle it. <laughs> Let's see. You know? Okay. What is the first beauty product you ever used or ever bought? <sighs> That's a tough one. She's thinking. First beauty product. Was it Dr. Pepper Lip Smackers? Was it St. Ives Apricot Scrub? Was it, you know, I don't Um, know. Yeah, so I'm trying to think back. I think it would have definitely have been a lip product. Mm -hmm. I think the earliest things that I remember being into was like wet and wild glosses. Yep. You know, I was not super into, well, A, I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was like, 27 like I was no but like it's definitely like when you're 16 maybe blah 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 right but like I I definitely remember wet and wild I definitely remember lip glosses I do I'm gonna stick with that and they're always like in the 90s you know all the like cute little things the little glosses the little shapes on them and this and that um so I don't I don't remember a specific thing but definitely it probably would have been some drugstore colorful glosses Perfect answer. Don't you think that's a little more festive than the skin question? I, I love that question. Yeah. That's you approve one. of it becoming the new first question? I 100% do. If that was on the ballot, would you vote? <laughs> that would, would be you- my <laughs> second favorite ballot measure, and I would absolutely vote for it. 
Yes. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Can I just really quick bond over Wet n' Wild? Because I would always buy it because it was so cheap. Yes, exactly. But it was trash. It was so bad. But it's better now. Wet n' Wild is good now. Really? I yeah. used it, but I remember I remember graduating to department store skincare because when we were in like junior high or high school and Clinique had all of the cute bags with purchase. Yes. And I went to a school where everybody had more money than we did. And so but all the girls had them, but they were something like, like I could save up for. And like then you got a cute pencil case. And of course yes. everyone knew if you had the newest one. And then you had these Clinique products. And then I remember thinking, like, oh, this is what good products are like. I'm telling you, drugstore. Those Clinique gift with purchase bags were like a status symbol. They, oh, 100% they were. I would be like, oh, let me just get out my bumblebee round zip pouch and like look around the room, like, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. I bought something this weekend. I got my $25 gift with purchase, honey. Yep. That's exactly what, and then you can, they, I mean, they always had like the, the look of the products was so great. And they had like the silver eyeshadow canisters, which I remember I flew from JFK to London and it was like November of 2001. Like it was very soon after 9-11 and TSA freaked out because of my Clinique eyeshadows. They like pulled me out of line and opened them up, and I was like, "They're just." I, I was like eighteen. Was, They're just eyeshadows, but because they were those silver canisters, and they looked. And I mean, obviously, everybody understood TSA being freaked out. Yes, moment. but I remember being like, "It's just eyeshadow." <laughs> I remember I had this one, and you might have had it too. That really icy white. It was like glittery white, and it did look like cocaine. And it came out, and you slid open the little silver. Yes. And it did it did appear to be drug like. I would not be surprised if people actually emptied out the eyeshadows oh, and yeah. used those canisters for cocaine. I mean, I might take up a coke habit now just to just do that to do because that. it was it would be so chic. Well, it's like I always wanted the cross necklace from Cruel Intentions. Oh yeah. And I was like, can I put like cocoa powder in there? Right. Because like that was the greatest Ooh, little cocaine. Pixie necklace. stick dust. Oh, even better. Yes. There you go. There aren't that many scenes from movies that are more iconic to my childhood than the scene at the very end of Cruel Intentions when she pulls the scoop out and sort of, you know, rats her out to the whole school. Yes. Yes. It's iconic. It's incredible. And I I know we throw that word around, but it really is. It really was. I just want Ryan Philippe's car from that movie. I just want that so booty. Cute. That when he turns around in that booty in that shower, honey. That too. Anyway, that movie's extremely problematic now. But we had to reprogram ourselves from all of the media from the 2000s. It was bad. Enough about that. Cat. What's your favorite thing about yourself? So I was thinking about this one too. I'm and then I was like, well, it's a long list. I, but I'm, so I think that I love that I am able to see a problem and come up with and, uh, and actually implement a solution. Yep. Instead of sitting on your couch and just yapping your jaw about it, (laughs) like a lot of us. Very powerful. And that's a perfect segue into our first topic. Yay. I was thinking we could do skincare first, but then I was like, no, let's talk voting and then we'll get to the creams. 
Because I feel like that's always what I do on Attribute. <laughs> so let's do that. Yay. But we're going to talk about your work. Let's talk about voting. Like I said, five days till the election. Mm. Hey, baby. And I know oh a lot gosh. of my honeys have voted early, but it's important. So let's talk about your work, Ms. Calvin. Your website says voting is the backbone of our democracy. But something that I honestly didn't know until last year when I started dating Ben is that voting isn't that damn easy for a lot of people. Um, I'm going to be honest, it's embarrassing, but I did not realize that because my voting experience has always been pretty easy. Um, so I just want you to tell me, like, there are a lot of people registered to vote, but they don't vote. Why don't they vote, Kat? Yeah, absolutely. So 83% of eligible voters in this country are actually registered to vote. But in 2016, we had 55% turnout, and that was, like, a record high. Uh, wow. So that's tens of millions of people. In fact, if you look at most elections, the biggest piece of the pie, the biggest group of people is registered voters who don't vote. Uh, and that's for a lot of reasons. You know, I, so we at Spread the Vote, like you said, help people get IDs. There are over 21 million eligible voters in the country who don't have photo ID. But you need ID to vote in 36 states. And, you know, all of us have been to the DMV. We know it's a terrible place. It's not easy to get an ID. You need a birth it's certificate. It's the seventh need- ring of hell. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it really is. There's a reason there's no like DMV podcast. There's nothing nobody wants to hear about. The lighting is horrible. Everybody's the grumpy. Right. And the staff, I'm sure outside of the DMV, they're lovely people. Yes. But once they walk into the seventh circle of hell, they are. They have to put their game face on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not great. And so, you know. And it's also, IDs are not free. You need a lot of documents. Uh, you need transportation there, et cetera. And so there are large groups of people who are, you know, either very young or elderly, who are returning citizens, who are people experiencing homelessness, who are people with disabilities or have low or no incomes, all sorts of things for whom getting an ID is really difficult. And if you don't have an ID, you can't get a job or a housing, a lot of medical care, a lot of food banks will give you food, a lot of shelters won't let you sleep there. So it's really the key to escaping poverty. It's the key to being housed. Um, And then when on top of that, you say, oh, this is also the key to voting, that makes it a real challenge. Uh, And so then you have situations like in Wisconsin where 300,000 registered voters don't have the ID they need to actually vote, you know, and those numbers are similar or larger across the country. Um, You know, on top of that, you have things like what we're all seeing in the news right now, massively wildly long lines to vote you know usually in low-income communities black and brown communities there are fewer polling places and fewer actual polling booths at those polling places and so you have situations where we already we're you know a week from the election we've already had eight to eleven hour lines across the country that is absurd i there's nothing except maybe like the world's most perfect pizza that I would stand in line for for 11 hours or like the third most perfect taco. But like having to stand in line to vote and it's November and states, you know, we and it's LA. a pandemic, let's right. not forget. And a pandemic, right. So, like, you don't want to be outside in November in Wisconsin for five minutes, much less five hours to stand in line. You know, there's also massive discrimination against people with disabilities at the polls. Um, there are, you know, language barriers, and although polling places are supposed to have 
ballots and voting materials in certain languages based on certain percentages of the population. They frequently don't. I'm, you know, there are so many different things. You know, we've got voter purging. We have situations where states will shut down polling places in, you know, communities um, and consolidate uh, so that there are, you know, in a, a black neighborhood, there will only be one polling place. But if you go to a very wealthy neighborhood, there may be four for half the population, et cetera. And then on top of that, you know, the whole reason Ben had to write a book about the Constitution is because nobody knows anything about voting or civics or government. No one knows how to vote. It's really complicated. We have a huge problem with absentee ballots getting thrown out because people don't fill them out correctly. So Spread the Vote has a website, readtheeffingdirections.com, where we will give you all of the directions on how to vote by mail in your state. Uh, you know, but then a lot of first-time voters, you know, they look at their ballot and all the media ever talks about is the president. Right. So they think that's going to be the only thing on the ballot. And then they get there and there's 85 judges and 12 ballot measures and 400 other candidates. And they weren't prepared for that. Nobody told them that was going to be on the ballot. They don't know what these things are. I'm so telling you, get- one time I voted, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I went in and I literally didn't know what any of that shit was. And I just started guessing. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know. Nobody told me before I got there. That's what a lot of people do. Or people, you know, don't know the rules. So we get questions all the time where people, you know, ask, are you allowed to skip things on the ballot? Because nobody tells you that. The answer is yes, you are. Like, you don't have to vote for everything if you don't know what it is. But nobody knows what those rules are. And so we get so many people who are either totally confused or lost or they don't know where they're supposed to go or what they're supposed to do. The other, and then the rules around like, where's your polling place and is your polling place near your your house, but maybe you work 45 minutes away and so you have to commute. Like, they're just, we put so many barriers in front of people. It's honestly, it's a miracle anybody manages to vote at all. Truly. Uh, do you know why some states require voter IDs and others don't? Is it just more plans to fuck with us? Yeah, basically. It just, if there are a lot of states where they just have state legislatures and governors um, who want fewer people to be able to vote. And so voter ID laws significantly reduce the number of people who can vote. Um, And, you know, the number of people who are, you know, very young or uh, who are people of color, who are low income, you know, who all tend to vote, um, you know, in similar ways. And so, yeah, it's, it's purely designed to keep people from voting. I mean, don't you think it should be the opposite they so, should be like, tell you- free buffet, baby. Everybody come vote. Get you a plate. Ha- have a whole day off of work. Let's make this a thing. That's how it used to be. So back when the country first started, uh, when only white, male- white men with land could vote, there were parties. So there would be bourbon and drinks at the polls there'd be music they would vote and then they'd hang out and it was a whole th- it was a whole celebration you know um so i always tell people my favorite story uh about voting in india i am um, where there is a, a monk who lives on the top of a mountain it's a four day 300 mile hike and every election a group of poll workers strap a polling booth to their backs and they take a 300 mile hike to the top of this mountain set up the polling booth This one monk votes, and then they pack it up and they go back home. 
Because that is a country that deeply cares about making sure every single citizen can vote. We are the exact opposite from India in every way. We make it as hard as possible to vote. And every single group of people except white men who own land in this country have had to fight for their right to vote. Damn. Damn. Can you imagine if there was a Postmates for voting? Votes mates. Uh. <laughs> and you just hit a button on your app and then a guy shows up and he's like, hey, which one? Pick. Okay, great. Well, we See you already later. have so, you know, for for uh, voters abroad, they get their ballots emailed to them from Cal- like from California at least. I have a friend in Seoul, South Korea, and he got his ballot and everything emailed and then he just filled it out and then he faxed it back and it was very easy. I uh, don't know why they can't do that domestically because wow. they can do it internationally. Yeah. And also, he's got the great skincare over there. He does have the greatest K-beauty. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Maybe that's where we'll all head uh, <laughs> next year. Uh, okay. I-, I just want to point out that Spread the Vote, uh, your- some members of your team were just in my hometown of Garland, Texas. I just saw on y'all's Instagram. I thought that was super yes. exciting. Yes. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing something that we're calling Comfort at the Polls, uh, which you'll hopefully see a lot of groups doing, um, and which is that because there are such wildly long lines, um, we're trying to just bring water, snacks, PPE, little mini games, voter guides, whatever, just trying to make it easier for people to be able to stand out in those lines. Uh, we have been out all over Texas. You know, when San Antonio, uh, when tex- early voting started in Texas, uh, we had folks out in San Antonio, and there were people who were, you know, like coming close to heat stroke and like having real issues. And so we're trying to just be able to make sure that if people have to stand in line for a long time, we make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Y'all were giving out Rubik's cubes and I thought I was like, that's yes. so cool. <laughs> we have these tiny Rubik's cubes that I found on Amazon and I was like, these are perfect for standing in line and they've been a hit. It's so funny. Well, also like you get, you know, I feel like when I wait for things, I'm like looking at my phone. It's like I could totally do something more um, tactile. Yeah, baby. Who's the attorney? Who's gone to law school? (laughs) That's the word. Yes. Okay. I'm sure a lot of my honeys have already voted, but there's still time. And we've been discussing that can be very confusing to make an empowered, informed decision. Spreadthevote.org has election guides. And I was checking them out. I'm very impressed. You have them in Spanish. You have them broken down by area, by state. Can you maybe tell us about those? Mm -hmm. Um, Tell the honeys they should be checking them out. Maybe specifically honeys in certain states or areas. Yeah, absolutely. So Spread the Vote operates in 12 states. And so we have voter guides for those states and then broken down by uh, the communities that we serve in those states. So, for instance, in Texas, we have Texas guides, but then also Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Fort Worth, etc. So you can go to... uh, Spreadthevote.org slash 2020 guides. Um, and click on them, see if we have them. We've got them for, you know, Florida, Wisconsin, Michigan, Texas, Pennsylvania, a bunch of different states. Um, and you can, they're, you know, PDFs, you can download them, you can share them, they're totally free. Uh, but what we try to do with our guides is a couple of things. You know, one, a lot of just the basics of voting, right? So, What's the difference between mail-in voting, early in-person voting, election day voting? What time are my polling places open? You know, just a lot of the practicalities that might be difficult to figure out. Um, And that sometimes 
frequently board of election sites aren't always as clear about. So we wanted to make that as clear as possible. The other thing that we try to do is that we really want to help people understand what they're voting for. So it's really hard to figure out if a candidate is qualified to be insurance commissioner if you have no idea what the insurance commissioner does. So we break down every single office and say, look, this is what this is. This is what the board of supervisors is actually in charge of. And then and we're nonpartisan. So they're totally objective, nonpartisan uh, guides. And so we'll just say here is every candidate running for this office. And here is in the clearest language that we can put it into what their platform is, what they say they stand for, what it is they want to do. And so then you can look at that and say, all right, well, the board of supervisors is in charge of these things. And this is what this person says, and it will help you make a better decision. I am, um, you know, and then of course, you can, we've got things in there to help you like make a voting plan and etc. I, you know, and our we've shipped 10,000 guides to shelters and schools and jails and food banks and churches all across the country. I am um, for the communities that we work with. Um, but then we also put them all free online so that anybody who needs a little help can. Um, if you don't live in one of those 12 states or want more information, there are a lot of good resources. I really like ballotready.org. They have a nonpartisan voter guide. You can go in, you type in your address, and they'll pop up everything that's on your ballot um, and show just a lot of nonpartisan information, you know, about ballot measures, et cetera. They, they link to the sources so you can find out who is, who actually like said this thing about a ballot measure or whatever. Um, and then, you know, check your, your local paper. They will always endorse different things. And whether you agree with them or not, they'll explain why they've chosen to endorse a candidate or a ballot measure. And so you can say, Oh, well, you endorse this for all the wrong reasons. I'm voting no or whatever else. Um, and also, whatever types of groups uh, hold the same values that you do. So if you look at the Sierra Club or Moms Demand or the NRA or whatever, all of these groups have either guides or they'll endorse candidates, they'll endorse issues. And so you can go on and say, oh, the Sierra Club is endorsing this candidate because they really care passionately about climate change and the environment. Um, and that aligns with my values. So I'm going to vote with them too. So there are a lot of different ways to do research on your ballot and find out, you know, exactly who and what you want to vote for. Yeah, I mean, you know, the insurance commissioner is a hot ticket this year. So we got to make sure we are putting whoever's in that job a good, solid person. Yes, absolutely. It's very important. Kat, I don't know if you've been asked this. You probably have. I feel like a lot of us are having to confront our family members this year. Mm -hmm. We have to really sit them down and explain to them, hey, you need to vote. You know, or maybe you have a friend who, as we were discussing earlier, when you said about your favorite thing about yourself, like a friend who just really loves to bitch about problems and, but they don't vote. Uh, You know, do you have any advice for everybody out there? Like, how do you talk to your family members if they give excuses about like, hey, you need to vote. Your vote is important. Yeah, so two things. One, uh, so I have a friend who, with her parents, because they're very adorable, they started an organization called Vote Captain. Uh, oh, it's votecaptain.org. And it's all about like being the, the captain of, you know, voting for your friends and family. Like, how do you talk to your friends and family? And how do you, you know, encourage them to vote and talk to them about issues or whatever? It's really great. I'm, they're all wonderful people. I'm, and, and I, you know, I love the resources on their site. The other thing that I think, uh, you know, is helpful and that we're really encouraging people to do is having virtual ballot parties. Um, so 
I love a ballot party. I loved them before when we could leave the house. I love them yeah. even more now because I don't have to leave the house and that's my kind of party. Uh, but basically what they are is a chance for you to get your friends, your family together, whatever, and have everyone walk through ballots together. A big reason why people don't vote is because they're really intimidated. Like we, we just talked about, right? Like there's so much on the ballot. It's really confusing. Uh, and so you can have a ballot party and have, you know, pre-assign everybody you're going to you know, look up this ballot measure. You're going to look up these three judges or whatever. And then everyone gets together. You, everybody bring a tipple and a snack, you know, play, play some music um, and then go through the whole ballot together. And then, you know, you may debate some issues. You'll all walk through. But at the end of it, everyone will have either their mail-in ballot or their sample ballot filled out. And then the chances of them actually following through and voting are through the roof because they've already decided what they're going to do. So, you know, we have, if you go to votewithed.org, um, uh, we've got a video that can train you on how to have your own ballot party. We've got toolkits. We've got fun graphics that you can send out to invite people. But a lot of it is not just talking to your friends and saying, well, you have to vote. But hey, here's here's how we can do this together to make it easier, to make it less intimidating. Yeah, there's an 11-hour line, so why don't three of us put a bunch of snacks and some games and whatever in a tote bag, and we'll all go vote together and stand in line together, right? And it'll be a fun bonding experience or whatever. But it's it's I think that you're always going to be more successful if rather than beating somebody on the head with it, you see, try to find the solution and you say, if we do this together, you know, you don't have to agree with me. We could totally be on the opposite side of issues, but Let's just make sure that we're voting. Um, and, you know, I think one thing that's really important, too, is if you really can't convince somebody to vote, that's OK. Like, you know, people feel the way they feel. I'm. Um, keep working on them. You know, there are some people who. It may take a few years or it may take understanding more where they're coming from. Like a lot of people don't want to vote because they think, oh, it's just the president and there's like 60 million people who vote for them and there's a whole electoral college. My vote doesn't even matter. But then when you talk to them about, you know, city council and local elections and how important those are, because by the way, there's nothing more important than your local and state elections. And and that actually... It's just, you know, a few thousand people who decide who the mayor is, you know, depending on the size of your town, maybe a couple tens of thousands. And, and you know, there is no electoral college. You know, once you start to understand and talk to your friend more and more, maybe over several cycles and really get where they're coming from, then you'll be able to help them understand why voting is important and that if you do it together, it'll be easier. So, you know, don't give up on them and don't vote shame them or anything like that. And just, you know, but do your best uh, to be a friend rather than, you know, a lecturer. I cannot believe that I didn't know about these ballot parties until right now. I feel like I've missed out on so much exciting fun in my life. How have you not had a ballot party? Well, we, so I've had them with Ben. The two of us have had one. I just didn't know that's what it was. That's a ballot date. We had a ballot date, but I would have loved to like assign everybody a category. Oh, that's such a good idea. I hope my honeys do that. I mean, like I said, five days. You have plenty of time. You get on that email today, honey. Look, we're quarantined. You have nothing better to do. Plan a party tonight. And I'm telling you, what you just said, Kat, also I feel, I know we're talking about voting and it's very important, but also like if you have a friend who like won't wear skincare, this is all applicable as well. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said. Go with them to Sephora. Yes. Say, hey, maybe you'll try this cream. Like I feel like that's a- applicable for all things in life, what you just said. It really is. But honestly, look, 
voting is important, but skincare, that's critical too. Like I completely agree. I'm going to ask one more I'm going to ask you one more voting question and then we're getting into the spreading the Okay, cream. good. Okay, the last thing I want to say, you've already said it's super important to get involved on a local level. By now, I hope all my honeys know that the presidential election, it takes up all the news media. Everyone's talking about it. But like, truly, if you want to see change in your own life, you probably should be paying attention to what's going on in your community in terms of voting. So that's that's my PSA for that. But okay, my honeys that want to help you specifically with your mission, um, maybe they don't live in a state that requires voter IDs. Maybe they do. How do my honeys get involved? How do my honeys out there that want to make a difference help you out, Kat? Um, yeah. So if you live in one of the 12 states that we serve, and you can see them at spreadthevote.org slash states, uh, we're always looking for volunteers. Uh, we've got folks doing things at the polls right now. We get IDs year round. So that is something that we will continue to be doing. Um, we're always doing work in the communities and we work with volunteers who live in the communities that we serve. So you can always sign up there. Um, you can also, you can donate at spreadthevote.org slash donate. We've got fun swag at spreadthevote.org slash swag that you can buy. Um, And, you know, what I say is whether it's us or another organization, find someone who's doing local work in your community. There is no community in America that does not have a trillion problems. If if you've learned nothing else from 2020, hopefully it's that. And so, you know, do the work at home. That's what we're really big on is we all we're this is our community. And, you know, if we're helping 100 percent of our friends and family to vote, for instance, then if we all do that, we've got 100 percent turnout. And if we're working on, you know, education in our own communities or climate change or whatever. Uh, so find a great local group uh, and and volunteer with them, you know, choose a, a an issue that you really care about, whether it's voting or if it's, you know, litter, pot, litter, pot prison reform. I know. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Listing out things. Um, and then choose an organization in your area that's doing good work on that and get involved. Thank you so much, Kat. I'm going to tell you all the states just so you know. Uh, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Wisconsin, Louisiana, North Carolina, Tennessee, Michigan, Texas, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Yes, sweetie. Yay. Was that right? <laughs> I think so. I pulled it off your site. I hope it is. Yes. Then I assume it's right. <laughs> okay. There's so, so many there, states now. I always forget one. There's so many states. <laughs> I only know them because of uh, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. That's 50 nifty United yeah, States. Yeah. We learned it in uh, we learned it in elementary school. <laughs> oh, yay. This episode of Nashbute is sponsored by Osea Malibu. We love Osea Malibu here on Nashbute. The original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash natch10 for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 and over and free samples with every order. oseamalibu.com slash natch10. oseamalibu.com slash natch10. Osea puts the health of you and the planet first. They have potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Their skin nourishing products are made entirely of plant-derived ingredients that are non-toxic. A great choice for you, a great choice for moms-to-be. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, atmosphere. Their whole line is built on these pillars. They pull from botanical sources around the world that are truly effective Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed, honey, they are mineral rich. 
They are lovely. They are pure. They are potent. And these products just absorb into your skin. They really bring about balance, but they also will help target imperfections. Anything you want to work on, they've got something for you, honey. Okay. Founded and run by a family of women inspired by the sea. Osea formulates botanical powered products. That will give you those results, sweetie, okay? Osea can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance. If you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, blemish solutions, they've got something for you, sweetie. Every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, and made with love in California. We love, if you happen to be in L.A., they have a lovely studio there. You can go speak to an OSEA specialist and they will help you pick out products. They have in-house expert estheticians. Stop by their store in Venice, sweetie. So again, OSEAMalibu.com slash Natch10 for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. I highly recommend checking out OSEA Malibu, one of my favorite brands. And honey, the best creams you could ever use to cream. OSEA Malibu. Yes, honey. Oh, yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Here we go, Kat. We have Yay. now spread the vote. Now we must spread the cream. Spread the cream. And I made it to where we have half the time and I did it perfectly. We're at 34 minutes. What can I say? I'm a professional. Kat! <laughs> when did you first get into skincare? I think I always have been on some small level. I mean, I think the like level of like serums and masks and stuff has increased, but I definitely grew up like no, like having to wash my face every day and put on mm-hmm. some, like moisturizer stuff. Like my mother, who does not do makeup at all, but like those were like the basic things that I always just thought of as sort of basic hygiene, and then grew up and discovered the Sephora's of the world, and I was like, oh, there are so many ways for me to spend money on my skin. Um, yes. And then I think that as I got older. I'm, I had, so I have, I'm polycystic ovarian syndrome. I'm, and I didn't know that for a very long time. Is that PCOS? Yes, PCOS, yes. Shout Um, out to the PCOS honeys. There's so many, so many people. It's probably half your listeners. There's so many of us. Yes. Um, And and it takes, it's usually we get diagnosed very, very late. Uh, And so for most of my 20s, I had uh, acne, acne along my sort of jawline, which is a pretty common thing. And so I was always really concerned about skincare and trying to figure out skincare. Um, Because I spent most of my life in libraries, I've never done a lot of makeup. Uh, but it has made me much more concerned about skincare because I always want at least, you know, sort of a good base. And then I'll add some like mascara and lip gloss, which is generally what I do. <laughs> like anything else takes a real event. Um, and so, so you know, I definitely like I definitely own way more skincare than makeup and like have always been. And then once I discovered like masks and this and that and facials, then it was just like off to the races. Well, I need to learn about the fridge. So I, love my little I feel like only the true passionistas have a skincare refrigerator. 
Uh, I don't even have one. I don't, I, I feel like what? I would if I had more room. I know. Listen. Well, they're I share... tiny. They're so little. Have you been here? No. <laughs> it's, there's, Ben is a clean freak, you know? I can't keep anything out. It's fine. When we get our house, it's, I will have a skincare room. You know what I mean? That's oh, my goal. That's the dream. But I need to know more about this refrigerator, and I need to know what's in it. Yeah. So, so it's tiny and pink. You could get them okay. on Amazon. Like Amazon has a billion little skincare fridges. I actually have a second mini fridge under my desk, but it's my snack fridge. <laughs> so you have three fridges in your house. <laughs> I do. But what's for snacks? I do. I have a problem where I I am I, I frequently do not eat until very late because I just I work and then yes. like and then I get shaky. And so at some point I was like, if I put some veggies and cheese sticks in a mini fridge under my desk. Maybe I'll eat. Um, but yeah, so but my skincare fridge is tiny and pink. It sits in my bathroom. Um, I think it was like 40 something dollars. So very affordable. Um, and I got it for a few reasons. One, we live in LA where it's very hot all the time. And I also pre-COVID used to travel constantly, which meant that I always had products that were on my counter or in a drawer like forever. Um, and then when I started hearing about skincare fridges, I was like, oh, this might actually solve some problems. Uh, and so I keep my sheet masks in there. I keep my serums in there. I'm, I keep, so I'm, I'm a huge Drunk Elephant fan and I love Drunk Elephant Slay, which is like the best cleanser I've ever used. Um, but it's, um, it's like a sort of buttery solid that then you put in your hand and it melts. And okay. so I, keep I haven't that used my- that one. I've used oh. their one with the little orange cap. It's like the Jelle cleanser or something, which I really yeah. liked. Slay is amazing. Okay. Um, it's like a green cap. And it's it's one of those that, you know, you put it on in. It's a solid. You melt it in your hands. You put it on your face dry. And then you wet it. And it lathers up. It takes oh, that sounds super fun. It's super fun. And then Drug Elephant is brilliant because, A, they give you a magnetized spoon that sticks to the lid, which is brilliant. And they Cute. also give you this little capsule of exfoliating beads that you can add to the slate. Um, I oh, love you it. can I make like, a, make your own little moment. Yeah, exactly. Okay, totally that's can. cute. And, you know, for Drunk Elephant, like, Drunk Elephant can be pricey, but Slay is, it's $35, and it lasts a really long time because you don't need a lot because we have, no, nobody's face is that big, right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, so, but because of its melty quality, I le- I keep that in there. Um, and then, like, my Rose Quartz Roller I keep in there, which then feels amazing when you put it out. And any little, like, my under eye sticky uh what do you call them yeah eye gels eye patches eye gels things like that yeah i'm it's it's so stuffed full that i can't put anything else in there uh i would love i to have more room to be able to put my moisturizer in there just because it feels really good when you put like cold moisturizer on your face but it's too packed so the moisturizer sits on the counter i'm telling you we were in delaware for four months and we were not planning on being in Delaware for four months. And we just kept staying. And I kept seeing all the news being like, LA, record heat, 112 degree days. And I just kept thinking, my poor serums are all bad now. All the serums are bad that are in my account. They're all bad because they can't survive that. So I feel like there are probably honeys listening that didn't know skincare fridges were a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's exactly lives. that. 
It is so great. They really are, you know, relatively affordable. And especially considering that, I mean, it's a fridge. Like, it's going to last you a really long time. Um, And, yeah, like, being able to put in those serums and stuff when it's so hot. Um, And, you know, like, I love picking up sheet masks. I was in Japan last summer, and I brought back, like, half of the skincare department of every store I went to in Japan. And then I had a ton of sheet masks. I had so many. I had to put some in the, like, kitchen refrigerator. But, like, you don't use them constantly, but you want to preserve them and you want to keep them cool. And so being able to put them in there. Um, yeah, I just I I love my skincare fridge. It was such a, a purchase that I sort of made. I was like, we'll see. And it's like, oh, this was a good purchase. It truly was. And I do know what you're I know which one you're talking about. They aren't big. So I feel like you no. could put them like on the floor of your bathroom or something like it wouldn't take up a lot of room. And it's super cute. Is it sort of like vintagey looking? Yeah, so it has this cute little vintage look. Um, I think the uh, – I can't remember the brand is. It starts with a C. I'm cool something. Um, but, yeah, you could put it on the floor. I have it just in the corner of my kitchen counter – or kitchen, my bathroom counter. I'm – and it doesn't take up a ton of room, but it's also like it's also the room where you'd have all of these things laid out on your counter anyways. Right. So like once you just put it there, um, it actually it, – it, it fits just fine, and it's, it's worth the space. Has anyone ever come over and been like, oh, hey, I'm going to get a Coke out of your fridge in the bathroom? And then they're like, what is this? Uh, I have had people be like, well, no, anyone who comes over knows me. So they're just like, of course, you have a skincare fridge. Yes. Nobody is surprised. (laughs) Do you have a favorite sheet mask? A favorite brand, perhaps? Yeah. Innisfree is my favorite and i don't uh-huh. know if i'm mm-hmm. saying that right i n i s f r e i'm i actually discovered them in japan and then they had i'm very sad for a brief moment they had a store on the uh santa monica promenade and i just noticed the other day that it's gone i'm but they have just a ton of different types of sheet masks that are wonderful they also have a thing that i'm obsessed with they have i'm um, a volcanic clay mask but it's in a mousse can so you just spray out a little of the clay on your hand and like put it on, which is so smart. A clay mousse. That's something yes. I haven't even seen. It is so smart because look, I love a clay mask, but they get everywhere and they're always, they harden and this and that. But because it just comes out as like a little mousse and then like the can lasts forever because I mean, how often are you doing this? I, it's great. So I, Innisfree is probably my favorite sheet mask. Milk has a really good moisturizing sheet mask that I like. I'm, but definitely like the variety of it is free stuff. And they're also pretty affordable, their masks, which is, which is nice. I'm very curious about that. I feel like I love a sheet mask and I, I do love a clay mask, but every time I'm like reaching to do a mask, sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with that right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's very exciting to me. And I feel like Benjamin would also really enjoy that. He would. I mean, it comes, it's like little whipped cream, but it's clay mask. <laughs> I'm telling you, they they just really know the textures. Yes. Yeah. It's they really good. We got to step up our game over here in the U.S., I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. I would like to know, you've already named a few. What are, like, some of your product must-haves, like, in terms of, like, AM, PM routine? Like, you just named a couple, but, like, do you have any other, like, products that you absolutely have to have every day? Um, yeah, so I have, uh, and now I'm wishing that I had brought my things in here so I could read them. I am. I mean, you can I'm, go get them if you want. I have two oh, wait, creams right here yeah, we're, that we're I'm going to show you. I will yeah, right go now. get them. Okay, we are back. All right, tons of stuff. So first of all, this is the little clay mask. <gasps> cute. Yeah, it's super cute. And then it just has 
a thing with a little, and they even have a little lid for the spout, which is perfect. And then it just comes out like mousse. It's adorable. I'm obsessed with Ole Hendrickson's Balancing Force Oil Control Toner. It is, it's just, I love a thing that feels like it's working. It smells Same. like so. We love an active ingredient. I do. I do. I want to feel a little tingle. I am. It cleans so well. Like it's one of those. Like I, you know, I use witch hazel and this and that. And then, look, half my paycheck goes to Sephora. And one day I was like, oh, I need a new toner. For some reason, I ordered this, and as soon as I used it, I was like, this is my toner. Like it is. Your face lit up so when you pulled I that bottle into frame. Love so this toner. I. I also I love Ole Henriksen's Sea uh, Rush Brightening Gel Cream. This is what I use. Um, so for my moisturizers, in the morning, I mix this with Drunk Elephant's um, Umbra Sheer sunscreen. That's what I put on every morning. And then I – now it's – well, we're getting into winter. But in summer, I also just use the uh, the sea cream or the gel cream for my night moisturizer. I usually use a thicker moisturizer. Drunk Elephant has some good ones in winter. Um, or when I'm traveling a lot, which I'm obviously not doing now. I'm, and then – oh – more drug elephant. I am there. Uh, TLC Framboose Glycolic Night Serum. That's the first serum. drunk elephant product I ever bought. It's really good. Yes. I'm. I just. I was using the vitamin C morning serum, and then it ran out. And it's like election season, so I haven't bought a new one, and I'm thinking about switching. So I'm in the market for a new morning serum. Um, and then the ne- the next thing I like is I'm I have no idea how to say the name of this brand. Laneige, L A N E I G. The um, lip mask. They, yes, they have a lip mask. I do not use it when I'm sleeping, um, but I use it throughout the day. Um, a, it looks really good on Zooms, but I don't have to put on lip gloss, which is great. And also, it just keeps me moisturized. And since I like I'm sitting here all day in this like chair talking on Zooms, blah, blah, blah. And I started I was like, oh, I forgot I had this lip mask. And I just started using it as my sort of daytime lip care. And it actually is great. And my lips have really appreciated it. I am. So those are those are some of my faves. I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm very impressed. Um, okay, I want to show you, just because this is spread the cream, spread the vote, mm-hmm. I was going to show you my two favorite creams yes. of the now. So I've said on Nashville before, this is a big deal. Uh, I don't know if you heard my intro, but I am the queen of creams. <laughs> Self-appointed. <laughs> this is the Osea Advanced Protection Cream. Ooh, wait, I'm writing this down. The reason, you know, honey, just go to Nashville.com. Oh, the episode okay. guide will have it. Wonderful. But the reason I like this cream is because it works. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that my face loves it. This is a thick-ass cream. I'll tell you, this is not for the faint of heart. This is a thick cream. This is perfect for the fall. This is perfect for the winter. We are in L.A. It is dry. I love this damn cream, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's $100. Oof. So there's a couple things in life where I am bougie. There's only a few places. I have a used car. You know what I mean? I have a rescue dog. There's a certain places. But this is a this is one area where I don't fuck around. And this is my favorite cream. Okay. It says here, vegan, gluten-free, uh, ultra-rich or ultra rich organic seaweed, sweetie. We love. But here's my new one. Benjamin uh, commandeered my Berlin skin sandalwood cream which I have said before on Nash Butte is a top three favorite cream of mine. He completely took it from me, mm. and, and now he buys it. 
They just put out a new cream, Berlin Skin Blue Tansy Cream. Kat, I didn't ask you what your favorite color is, but check out the color of this cream. Oh, that's so pretty. Isn't it lovely? Yes. That's so the calming. blue tansy. But again, this ain't cheap. This ain't cheap. I'm just going to pull it up to make sure I have it right. I think this is... My internet's deciding to be slow as hell. Doesn't surprise me. This ain't cheap either. But you know what? Like I said, these are my, these are my passions. And we put our money into our passions. Yes. So these are my two favorite creams, the creams I'm using right now. Um, Benjamin still likes the sandalwood cream by this brand. Uh, I think it's a little cheaper and it's a little bit lighter. So if you're like uh, not super into thick creams, I would recommend that one. But this is $78. 78, yeah. So, you know, these are for my honeys with a job. These are for my honeys balling, <laughs> you know. Uh, if you would like a cheaper uh, option... I'll do a cheaper episode another time, but but I'm here with Kat and we're discussing cream and it is what it is. Fair to it. say. Right. I'm checking those out. Uh, I was going to ask you, Kat, and you don't have to own this product, but if you had to pick one skincare product to represent the 2020 election season, what product would you choose? And if you'd like me to go first, I can. Because unfairly, I came up with a question, so I have an answer prepared. I'm... Yeah, go for it. Okay, my answer is the ordinary AHA 30%, BHA 2% peeling solution. Which, I don't know if you're familiar, but it essentially looks like blood. I have it, and it freaked me out the first time I opened it up, because I was like, this looks like blood. <laughs> Which I felt was very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. We're all bleeding from our hearts right now. Sometimes you open Twitter, and it looks as if a murder had occurred. There's slinging, there's flinging, there's gruesome. But there's also, like, we there's a peeling process. You know, we're peeling away the layers of democracy. We're revealing how we feel. I just felt it was an appropriate product. <laughs> And guess what? It's only seven dollars. So yes. maybe get that. Everybody we're all loves this product. You know, that's I, right. It's a, it's a good product, and I don't. It's I have it. It's just there on the counter, and I don't use it nearly enough. And then sometimes I see it there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be using this. Yeah, um, I feel like you don't need to use it a lot. I would yeah. say maximum once a week. Oh yeah, no, I. But I like twice a month would month. be fine. Yeah, yeah. I need to put it in a calendar. Um, you know, I gotta say. Because sunscreen, first of all, is always the answer. Yes. Um, but Drunk Elephant's Umbra Sheer Physical Daily Defense Sunscreen, <laughs> partially because we need defense every day. Uh, and you can't always see it. You know, I and, like working in voting rights right now and being like a black woman voting, working in voting rights right now. Like I always have to have an invisible shield up. Yes. You know, we always we have to protect ourselves from covid and from the news and from stress and from all of these different things and it's a it's a thing we have to put the on patriarchy day, you know? it's exactly why it's a premise like so yes. many things. And you have to and this is i think where self-care comes from and why things like skincare and fashion and makeup are so important is because every day we have to re-armor ourselves you know i have to wake up every morning and when i go on my run or whatever like really think about who I am and what I want and what I know and what my goals are because so, I'm going to be bombarded with so much all day that if you don't put on that daily defense, then you're it's going to tear you down. That was beautiful. And also, I don't know if you realize, but drunk elephant, elephant. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
Throwing in a little politics. Also drunk because we're all drinking a lot in 2020. Yes. How are we going to get through this? It's perfect in every way. (laughs) And you still managed to give an amazing answer without knowing the question. (laughs) Well, uh, it helps that you started with the blood answer. Yeah. I think the two together would really create a, a mood and a vibrancy. And so, I mean, once you peel away the layers, you got to put on that sunscreen to protect. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Which is why we all need to work together yes. to make the changes that we so desperately crave. Yes, we do. Can't do it alone. Well, that. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. was perfect. Do you have any other self-care rituals that are specific to you, maybe specific to the work that you're doing? Uh, just anything that really makes Calvin tick? Yeah, I mean, for me, being able to work out is really, really important. Uh, and always has been like, there's such a difference mentally and physically and just with me and how I feel when I haven't, you know, sort of run in the morning or gone spinning or whatever. And so that's really important. I'm, you know, I also, I try to prioritize doing things with friends on a regular basis, even if it's now virtual or COVID or whatever, but stepping away from work um, is really, really important and more important these times. I also, I love sleep. I, I, do, I always get eight hours of sleep. Like, you're not going to catch me pulling an all-nighter. <laughs> I do not do well, even in undergrad. Like, I have to have my sleep, and that's really important. I'm, and then, you know, I do try to just be sure that I'm doing other things. You know, I, I'm, I love photography, and I've spent all year this year taking photography classes and taking film classes and and like doing a lot of different photography projects and like having other hobbies. And I have like two book clubs that I started after COVID started. I'm and a lot of things like I very much need to be active and need to be doing a lot of things. So I am definitely the person who as soon as COVID hit, I signed up for like 85 different things. I <laughs> uh, because I like I have to and because I work so much, I'm doing those things takes me out of it. Uh, you know, and so it's like Saturdays, I'm in the middle of a photography class right now. And so every Saturday, like a friend and I go around LA and take a bunch of pictures for my project, which means that I'm not sitting in front of my computer working on Saturdays, which is really important, especially you know, two weeks before an election when I am like constantly drowning in work and I'm on Zooms all day. And it's like, if I didn't have anything pulling me away, I'd be losing my mind. So for me, being active, having hobbies and like doing a lot of other things and like adding new skills uh, is really important for me feeling sane and like a whole person. I'm telling you, that is just like your skincare fridge. That's goals. Uh <laughs> Two questions following up. One, how long can you hold a plank? Just curious, because I tried to do one last night, and it was pretty pathetic. I have not been working out, and I've been having a hard time sleeping and shit. And I'm like, okay, we have to do this. And two, if COVID was not a thing, 
where would you be on election night, do you think? Like, physically, where would you be? Would you be on the ground somewhere? Would you be in a specific city? Like, what what would it look like for you? I... For the plane question, I don't think I've tried to hold one for more than a minute, so I know a I minute is long. I I got to twenty seconds long. last night, <laughs> shaking like a leaf. Yeah, yeah, planks are the worst. Planks and burpees, man. It's all you need. Oh I'm, yeah, fuck burpees. Ugh, I love a burpee. Uh, <laughs> it feels so good when you can finally do like fifteen in a row without dying, and it's like that is like your marker of how in shape you are is how many burpees you can do. I so on election night because we're in we have you know so many staff and volunteers working in so many states. Um, I usually set up a boiler room. I'm where I and uh, this year I was going to have you know a bunch of my sort of national staff who are monitoring things all together in like Vegas or something so we could all be in one space because we all live in all these different states. Right. Um, this year it'll be virtual, obviously, but usually I am. Sitting in front of a computer, we have like charts on the walls. We're usually getting like fielding thousands of questions are coming in. We've got people all over the country who are, you know, sending us this is what's happening here. We need this, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a ton of activity. Um, and I'm, you know, and we're sitting there and we're also trying to monitor, you know, candidates. We have a, a 501c4 this year that endorsed candidates. And so we're like monitoring what's happening with their elections and the election in general. And, you know, we, are monitoring like voter suppression that's happening on the ground and whatever and helping our clients. So uh, I will be this year, uh, not with all of my staff, sadly, except virtually, but I'll be in front of a computer all day and all night uh, and, you know, texting frantically and just making sure that we're helping make things go as smoothly as possible for our staff and volunteers in, in across the country. I have a feeling you're going to be in front of your computer wearing this headset with like a leather strap in your mouth, biting down on it probably to just I keep bought, the tension. I bought a special pair of pajamas just for election day that I'm just going to be at all day election day so I can have my cute, they have little tigers on them, they're very cute. Um, and I, and some, like, I'll be with a couple of friends who also work in policy and will be frantic and we were like, look, we're just going to like work all day, we'll have a bunch of snacks out. And we'll just, you know, we'll just all be there staring at our computers, screaming or crying or whatever as the day goes on and just just trying to push through the final day. I just want to say that you're a very impressive person uh-huh. and the scope of your work is so large. I'm realizing it's even larger than I even thought it was just talking to you. It's very impressive what you've done. Um, and I would love maybe as the last question you were an attorney. Were you in a practicing attorney? One day you said, I want to do something. I want to help. And you created this organization and it spread across the country. And now you have all these people working under you and all these teams and you're making this big damn difference. Yeah, I mean, so I I had run after law school. I went moved to Washington D.C. and started my first nonprofit and a couple of organizations uh, which I was running, and then got sick and very burnt out and found out that I had you know PCOS and this other thing and etc. Um, and so I had to stop everything. I'm and came to L.A. and I was like, all right, I'm just going to be retired and I'm going to like be a boring lawyer and live by the beach and like just ch- chill. I'm. And it turned out that it was really just a year off that I really needed because then 2016 happened. Um, and so I sort of knew, okay, you have to like get back into this. This is what you do well. Um, but, and, you know, luckily I had had a year off and I'd been able to see a bunch of doctors and like get myself organized and sleep and all these things. Um, and so, yeah, so I, you know, I'd been, been paying attention to 
voting rights and issues with voting rights and voter ID laws for a long time. When I was in law school, I had taken a class on the Voting Rights Act, but we still had one then. And so it was all it was right. very historic. And then I went to South Africa and like watched, you know, observed voting there and, and studied uh, elections there. Um, but it was all very... Um, it was felt very academic. And then I sort of went into other things, education and some other things. And then in 2013, the support, the Supreme Court case, Shelby County v. Holder happened, um, which is when they tore a big, big chunk out of the Voting Rights Act, uh, basically some of the, the protections that we needed the most. And then that's when we saw voter ID laws really take off and voter purging and all of these things. And so I saw that happening while I was working in these other fields. Um, and, and you so- were like, no, sir. Right. And so the the 2016 presidential election was the first presidential election without the full protections of the Voting Rights Act since 1965. Um, and so when we saw the impact of those uh, laws, that was when I said, OK, we've got to do something. Voter ID laws are clearly an issue and um, and fighting them in the courts and in legislators uh, legislatures is not working. We could just get people IDs, which sounded a lot easier than it was. Um, yeah. But from there, I'm, I I actually, I sent out a tweet. It's funny, I have it framed here. But in December, I sent out a tweet that basically said, I think I'm going to help people get IDs. Does anyone want to help? And then I got all of these people who wrote to volunteer, some of whom work for Spread the Vote now, some of whom still volunteer with us. And we basically did a lot of research and talked to a lot of experts and spent, uh, you know, probably six months or so, just trying to figure out, okay, how could this work? How can we do this, et cetera? Um, And then we did a crowdfunding campaign. We raised a little bit of money and I quit my job and drove from LA to Atlanta, which is where we had decided to launch uh, the first chapter of Spread the Vote and and built it from there. Yeah. And now it's been about three and a half years and we've got 18 employees and we're in 12 states and we've helped thousands of people get IDs. And yeah, and we're still pushing away. It sounds like an L. Woods story, <laughs> you know? I love it. And she's a lawyer, too. Yes, she is. Kat, this has been my pleasure. Well, thank you. It's been so much fun being on here. I, I want to talk more about skincare. Everyone wants to talk to me about voting. I'm like, but do you want to talk about serums? <laughs> I mean, listen, I feel like up until last year when I met Ben or started dating Ben, I only talked about serums, you know? So... These are two topics that come up in my house all the time. Uh, what serums do you use? So I'm using this, the glycolic night serum. Yes, the ferulic, um, the pink, the, for those who know the, the colors, because I'm like, I know the colors of drug alcohol. Yes, it's the, the serum one. with the pink cap. Yes, the hot pink one. Yes. I was using their orange cap vitamin C one. Yes. I just ran out of that, and I have not had time to research. I think I want to try a new morning serum. So I yeah. do want People love that one, though. And what's good, good about one. it is that it seals closed, so mm-hmm. it never gets exposed to the elements. Yeah. Oh, my God. The lids. I'm telling you, the, pa- the drunk elephant packaging Yes. so smart. Yes. It's so smart. Except... What I don't love is the moisturizers and you push down and, you know, and the moisturizer right. comes up. But it's impossible to know when you're running out. I know. You're you all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're like, yes, where so is my cream? You're like slamming on it. And then you're yes. like, great. Now I have to go spend $70 at Sephora right, right this second because my face is not moisturized. That's, if I have any beef with Drunk Elephant, that's it. They need to have some kind of like beep warning. Like beep, beep, beep. You only have two left. Or something. Yes. Something. They gotta that do would something. be nice. Yeah. Well, listen, if you ever need to get your jollies off in terms of skincare talk, 
I'm here. The honeys are here. And we're always going to be down for that. But for now, thank you for all the work you're doing. Uh, I can't wait to see your your tiger print election day pajamas. Oh, they'll be on Instagram. Don't worry. Slap a sheet mask <laughs> on and buckle up, honey. Yes. We we have a hard road ahead of us. But I know that my honeys are resilient. My honeys are engaged. My honeys are good. I'm telling you, every single honey I've talked to, they're doing something good for the world every day. Aww. So they're ready to vote if they haven't already. And I think they're even more fired up now. And they're going to go buy that clay foam mask. Yes. So you're changing the world, Kat. Man, changing the world, changing skin. I love it. Spreading the vote and spreading the cream, baby. Yes. (laughs) Kat, please tell us where everybody can find you, where everybody can find Spread the Vote, where everybody can find uh, the Project ID Action Fund. Tell us all the links. I will. Uh, so I am at Cat Calvin LA on Instagram and Twitter. I will tell you, biggest self care thing I did this year was I gave up Twitter. And it was the best thing that ever happened to my life. Uh, so we still post like org things there, but I no longer am allowed on. Tw- I don't even have my own password anymore. Which, first of all, I could name several adult politicians who someone should do that for them too but yep Mm -hmm. the clarity of mind that i have this year from not using twitter it's changed my life i'm never going back uh but i am still there but i am on instagram because i mean you got to be on some social i mean Uh, right at at cat calvin la also litzy the instagram for books which i love (laughs) it's amazing i'm spread the vote is at spread the vote us on all the socials and our website is spread the vote.org i'm and project id is i believe at project id us on the socials and uh, project id.org she's changing the world everybody and the skin is looking good the teeth are also gorgeous did you ever have braces No, I didn't. I always wanted them. And they were always like, you don't need them. And I'm still very sad. I mean, I I always wanted braces. <laughs> oh, my God. You literally have movie star teeth. Oh, thank you. You're, you're so nice. Can we have a weekly call? <laughs> yes. I'm here, honey. Teeth. I'm here. <laughs> Throw me on a Zoom. Can I please next year, next cycle, come to your ballot party? Uh, yes, of course. And give me I like know. a really, give me one of the like kind of boring you know, topics. I'll give you some judges. Judges are really hard to research. Can't wait. I will come wearing a gown. Yes. I will bring a gavel. Yes. I will come in there like Judge Judy, order in the court. Everybody listen. You can wear one of the British wigs. Done. I'm ordering one today. I'm going to have it ready. We're doing it. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kat. I think you might think I'm joking. I'm not. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm... I'm already scheduling the party in my head. <laughs> Order in the court. I'm going to come in. Yes. Uh, I can't wait for that. Okay. This thank you, Kat. And thank you to all the honeys for listening. Uh, please vote if you haven't already. I know this conversation convinced you if you were somewhat on the fence. Don't forget that you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And also don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Miss Kat, do you cream your neck? I did not ask you that. <laughs> oh, I do. I cream okay. and serum my neck. Oh, we also serum the neck. She's advanced. I should have known. (laughs) You got to protect the neck. 